Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. And this episode is brought to you by Aeromotive Fuel Systems. Aeromotive is the leading manufacturer of aftermarket high-performance fuel systems. The company's products are the fuel system components of choice for Formula Drift drivers Matt Field and Dayo Shahara. Aeromotive's fuel system customization shop is fully equipped to help you get your project car up and running with fuel systems capable of supporting more than 3,000 horsepower. They're sure to be a solution for you. Visit aeromotiveinc.com and use code PROAM to get 10% off your entire order. I have a sponsor, people. Like, it's legit. Drifting Proam finally got a legitimate sponsor. Um... Like, for the show, everything else has kind of, like, always been uh, just kind of, like, my own thing, like, on the side. But drifting, this is a Drifting Pro-Am sponsor, not necessarily a Gerald Hernandez sponsor. But with this cool sponsorship, I have been given the opportunity to run their product. I just received it, what, the day before I recorded this episode. Today's Monday. I received it um, Saturday, actually. Going to be throwing this on there pretty soon. I'm actually probably going to wait just a couple minutes because the current fuel system i have is already in there um so i'm going to just get this car started and stuff like that make sure it's up and running and then make the change over to the new fuel system um the new fuel system is going to require a little bit different wiring so i want to make sure um i can get that done correctly in a timely manner since i'm already just about to start this car i'm not trying to add another like full days of work um trying to change that up just yet um but i'll probably i'll probably get the car started within like the next week i want to say by this weekend so what is today today's the 12th which is monday and then i want to get it started by this weekend which is what i think friday's at the 16th let's call it the 17th or 18th might be able to finally show a little startup video we'll see how that goes um i sorry i caught myself rambling but uh, this week's Guest is actually Leon Ban, who drives an FRS and competes out at the Evergreen Drift Series. He lives up in Washington as well. Um, super cool dude. You know, he kind of has a similar story with mine. Like, he just crashed. Now he's building a new chassis, trying to get it ready for the next season. But he was smart about it and stayed in the same chassis as opposed to me making poor choices and getting a totally different chassis. But uh, best of luck to him this coming season and and getting that build done anyways uh i hope you guys enjoy the show thank you for listening anyways man um if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself who you are where you drive what you drive all all right well hey everybody um thanks for having me on the show first of all gerald um uh, my name is leon ben uh i'm 25 years old i'm from now marysville washington and i drive in the evergreen drift series here in uh, Monroe, Washington. Um, I drive a 2JZ FRS. Well, it was an FRS. I currently am building a new car. Um, it's a BRZ, but same power plant, everything's going in. And yeah, I've been running that platform for the last uh, two years. And before it was just uh, a stock car, but I've been running that car pretty much my whole uh, drifting life. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that, did you buy that thing brand new? Cause I know those aren't that yeah, old. The, the first one I did buy brand new. Um, oh shit. Onion. Okay. Uh, I bought it with like seven miles off the showroom floor and, uh, yeah, I daily drove it for a little bit. Um, 
turbocharged it pretty quickly, put an angle kit on it. And I mean, I kept daily driving it up until like my first year of pro-am. Mm -hmm. uh, I did my first year of pro-am still driving it with wheels in the back of it to the, tra uh, to the track. Um, <laughs> I didn't have a truck yet until I started with the, started the 2JZ swap actually. Yeah, usually when you're like, oh, I need a truck to transport all this crap, you're like, I should probably get one. Well, no, it just became, like, unstreetable, really. I'm yeah. Like, well, not, not necessarily, but, like, it just it was too much to drive the Jay-Z car to the track. And so, yeah, I invested in the setup. kind of got started to uh, get more serious into Pro-Am, I guess, at yeah. that point. I think, yeah. like, my first Pro-Am event, I, I towed my car out with my Jeep XJ at the time. And I don't know if you're anything <laughs> about those, but those are, those are definitely not tow worthy to be towing around 5,000 pounds. Yeah. Like I never would have thought I got my tow rig. It's a F two fifty super duty. Uh -huh. Um, I, I never thought I would have owned like a domestic car, to be honest. I, I worked at Toyota oh. for, I was a Toyota technician for like five years before this and, uh, before I work now at Boeing. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I never thought I would have owned an American truck, but so far so good. Just did an old, actually, that's what I did today. I did an old change on my buddy shop, so. Oh, nice. She's still running great, man, but uh, yeah. And I actually got a 98 Forerunner here that my uh, my girlfriend has that failed smog for running rich. So working, trying to figure that out because I'm not a. I'm not a trained mechanic, so I just start replacing yep. parts. Um, you know, just throw money at it. You guys have to deal that deal with that out there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, does it, it's a '98. Does it throw any codes? <laughs> uh, it wasn't oh, when it uh, uh, it wasn't when it failed, but I unplugged some stuff today and started it, and it threw a code immediately. So now I gotta drive it until it goes away. I gave it a tune-up. I was like, maybe this will fix it. What was the code? I have no idea. I haven't even looked. <laughs> Dude, yeah well a long story short i had my truck stolen this year uh oh, no, and they one. yeah no not the not the forerunner this is we just got this um but i had my uh my code reader in the truck when it got stolen so they actually stole that <laughs> and they actually stole the title to my cadillac that i have kept the title in the truck i had it in there to stop by the dmv like oh, to do it and then like i just timing. left yeah and uh well no it's poor timing on my part i left it in there like for a while <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh maybe one day when i'm like i have some free time and i just happen to have it on me i'll swing si swing inside a triple a real quick and uh no that didn't happen yeah it happens <laughs> so it is what it is um i actually bought it from over there i bought it from uh, Kyle Stryker over in Oregon. Oh, okay. In Washington, Oregon. Wow. Yeah. So, but uh, so let's go through your uh, drifting career because I I know you've kind of had a a mishap recently. Um, yeah. So where did it I all mean, begin? Well, I guess the, where it began was when I bought the FRS. Really, I had like a two forty SX before. Um, it was, it was the first SR I built. Um kind of got into drifting, kind of street drifted it here and there. Um, was more into like just going to meets and like, you know, like just kind of doing all that. But then I got the FRS and was still kind of doing that for a little bit, just street drifting. But eventually I went to my first uh, track event, actually went off the three eights bank on the first like couple runs. Like 
you know, just went right off the bat. Because we usually start the open drift, like the first open drift I went to. Um, started on 3 8 bank, and I went off, and that's where I kind of, like, ruined the car for the first of many times. Like, you know, bumper and trunk got kind of dented up, hit a tire, like, so, you know, popped the cherry, and then immediately after that, I got, I basically got an ankle kit, and then just started kind of slowly progressing as a driver and building the car at the same time, in a way. Mm -hmm. um, which, in a way, kind of, like, you know, slowed things down, because I had to, like, relearn a lot of stuff while I was doing it. And yeah. I kind of wish I just kind of built a car and also had a car to drive. Um, that makes sense. Kind of my situation right now, actually. So, anyway, I did that. Um, got a cage and started doing pro am. Um, yeah, like I kind of had sort of bad luck uh, with like I basically did the first year of pro am, did one round um, with that motor, uh, the FA twenty, and it didn't. I mean, it just was kind of like a really slow car and. Um, Basically, after that, just kind of did a few fun events and just started the 2JZ swap. And uh, since I've done that, uh, it kind of had some bad luck for the first uh, few months of its life. Like, I f swapped it in, kind of built the whole car, changed everything up um, into, like, full, more of a full race car mm -hmm. um, in the matter of, like, I don't know, four or five months. Oh, wow. That's a... Yeah, like not that like it was kind of like yeah it wasn't, it wasn't that long of a time but uh, when people don't realize how much work it takes to get into there and then you say four or five months to make it like a full blown race car that's like I mean yeah. it was already caged so don't get me wrong it was already caged oh, well, yeah yeah so basically doing the swap and changing all the street car stuff into like race car stuff I met but anyway like did the first swap I got the motor from somebody don't need to name names but like um. Just kind of had an oil pump issue. A relief valve got stuck open my first event. Kind of lost oil pressure and just, uh, yeah, that ended the motor on its first, like basically its first event after getting tuned um, and everything else. So that was just unfortunate. Um, basically threw bearings in that same uh, new crankshaft, new bearings, same block, didn't do anything. Like didn't even pull out of the motor, uh, motor out of the car, I mean. And uh, did, went for an event, turbo blew up, and, well, I'm sorry, no, 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 rear main seal blew up first, Ugh. so I just popped the rear main, or, I'm sorry, front main seal uh, popped, and I replaced that, so that was the first oil failure of many, and then um, that led to a turbo failing, which eventually led to the second motor blowing up. Dude. Yeah, so... <laughs> And at that point, I blueprinted a motor. No, I'm sorry, I skipped a motor. Do you have? It's been four. This is the fourth motor. So Holy shit! Like, okay. <laughs> the third motor was an imported motor, huh. and uh, I, it just kind of it was good for like a couple events, and then I don't know. I think I just didn't replace like all of my oiling parts. Like I, I, yeah. I think I used the same cooler maybe, and more bearing material got into it, and then. Uh, yeah, just bad luck, right? So at that point, this to the motor I have right now, mm -hmm. um, that leads me to this. And I basically got that blueprinted um, and built at a previous sponsor, uh, Drive Autosports. And uh, they uh, 
Yeah, that was the twenty nineteen, no twenty, yeah, twenty eighteen season. Um, the first season with like the new motor and everything, and yeah, I kind of just got off to a late start. Um, didn't really get worked on for a while. It caused me to miss like a first few rounds of pro am. So basically, I wrote that year off. Um, and I, I mean, I kept building the car and kind of having fun with it, and like, you know, I started getting good seat time in with the, with the new build and everything and yeah leads me to this year where i basically was having a pretty good season actually like you know just starting to get into top 16 like i mean it was a, it's a weird season to start kind of like uh the rounds were cut to four and uh the layouts were all changed i mean the order of layouts i mean so we did two five eights. We just basically uh, our next round is in, on the twenty fifth. They just got rescheduled due to weather. But uh, yeah, there's only four rounds this year, so it was kind of a weird season to have. But you know, I was starting to get my uh, toes in the water, and like it was very uh, it was a very good season so far until the last round, where uh, it was my first time battling on the five eights bank, which is. Just want to say one thing: like anybody who like drives and competes on the five eighths bank, there is like a pretty gangster driver. Like it is, it is a hard layout, and uh, yeah, like can't wait to do it again. Even though like basically the last time I drove there, I kind of was like I was kind of going through uh, steering problems like all season, like um, random steering binding and kind of issues here and there. But I was feeling okay that round or that day, and. Just, I don't know, I was going against Cameron Moore in my top battle for top four. Going into top four, I mean. And uh, what's it called? Uh, my steering just kind of binded up. And oh, wow. At the worst spot, like, I kind of binded up, gripped up. And, like, yeah, I was just at the worst spot coming off of the bank where you should basically be um, – at more angles or like scrubbing speed to come off the bank. I just kind of like was understeering. So I kind of tried to step on it to uh, kind of steer me away from the wall, but it was just so gripped up. I basically accelerated into the wall, at like, I don't know, 60 miles an hour or whatever speed coming off the bank. Been there. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, well, I, I haven't, that was my first time really like, yeah, it's, I mean, I've crashed the car, but like nothing like, like yeah, nothing like that. I just I watched it a few times because it aired on TV and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was pretty hard hit. Basically, whole front left side of the car, um, whole front left side of the car just kind of got caved in by that wall. It didn't really move the wall at all. Um, it actually broke a lot. <laughs> I broke a lot of stuff, but. At first, I just saw, saw I broke my whole, like, left front knee assembly, like, you know, all my mm. suspension. And, yeah. Um, so the the frame was physically bent at, like, a 45-degree angle, and the strut tower was, like, at least an inch or two higher than the other one. So I was like, okay, originally thinking I'll have to cut, like, the whole, you know, left front corner of the car off um, and, you know, try to fix it like that because it's caged and rear-mounted. Recently, that was one of the upgrades I did in this last coming season. It hasn't even been a whole year yet. 
Unfortunate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate. But all that fab work and everything, I was trying to really save the chassis. Like, I really was. A lot of people ask me, like, you know, maybe they'll listen to this podcast. But they, a lot of people ask me, you know, why I didn't try to save it or, you know, like, I could save it. But I put it up on a lift, and it was just so twisted where, like, my firewall buckled, my floor pan was dented in. I broke my seat bracket in the crash. I did the and- same thing. Yeah, and like yeah. it just it ripple it sent a ripple effect on the frame rail all the way to the back, and like even my rear subframe was tweaked from the crash because I hit the front and then I hit the back. You know, so, I've heard some like wild stories too about like people actually saving stuff like that, and like I'm sure. Okay, so I would have had to cut off like half of a car. Yeah, know? no, it would kind of defeat the whole purpose. Hard. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, a lot of people would have been just like, why didn't you fix it? You know, it's still good. Like, I wanted to really bad. Like, you know, it's still a clean title. Like, it was still, a clean still, title. It was still tabbed, like, you know, when it crashed. I had a license plate with current tabs on it. And, uh, like, it was just kind of sentimental, you know. And I wanted to save it, but put it up on the um, chat on the uh, lift and basically like my tranny mount on one point was just like a few inches lower than the other the frame rail wasn't even like the base of the car would never sit at even height yeah it would yeah i know what you mean it would tip yeah it was so bad and i have a tranny tunnel cut out so it was like it just twisted the whole thing and like um yeah so that leads me to where i am now and um basically that was only maybe a month ago or a little less than a month ago and uh yeah, or actually about exactly a month ago, because I uh, um, been working ever since the you know the crash, and this, this weekend was the first weekend off, and uh, yeah, just been working. And on this on my free time, we picked up a um, 15 BRZ chassis from a local, sort of local. Um, Junkyard. It's called Gundy's Auto Recycling up in Bellingham. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. a couple of locations in Washington, but oh nice. Yeah, um, they're really big into like John and his uh, son Jalen, um, and uh, yeah, all of them are like they they are all uh, really into FD. So they helped me out find a chest chassis for pretty cheap. Um, yeah, got it for pretty cheap and uh, really it, it was it was a rolling shell, but. Uh, basically stripped it all down within the first few days and um yeah i'm just getting it ready to get caged right now uh my new sponsor title sponsor for this year last two rounds was a k racing motorsports Mm -hmm. um new local shop um been helping me out a lot like been getting real friendly with them they're super great people um it's new business actually so i kind of like, I appreciate that. Like, I understand how it is. Like, everyone's trying to hustle. And yeah, like, for sure. These guys are a small business, and they're still trying to, you know, help all these people, and they're doing their thing. Like, they all have, like, you know, full-time jobs. And, like... Oh, so this is, like, something they're doing on the side to get off the ground. Well, like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I completely like, understand that. On the side and, like, also kind of full-time at the same time. Yeah. Um, and Two full-time jobs. I know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. and they're, trying to def- they're definitely trying to get into a bigger shop, which will help us out a lot. Um, yeah. But they are... They do great stuff, and uh, they've been helping me out with, like, 
any parts I need and like um, hooking me up with definitely a lot of these new companies that I've been working with like Accelera from Tire Streets. Oh, nice. Um, I've been trying their tires out and it's been really good. How do you like, like them? I run the 651 Sports and um, I compare them to like, I used to run Valino Grivos mm-hmm. and I like those too. They were just like a little expensive. Um, but uh, I compare them to that, so they're really good side bite and uh, lasted pretty long. Like my personal experience, like on the five eighths bank, mm-hmm. everything, um, I can do about three laps in comp, like three laps, like back to back to back, and then I start to lose grip in like one tire. Uh, I run a two fifty five two hundred treadwear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would assume you're. Left your yeah, left tire like on the bank and, yeah but then i can do like you know a full four laps and at that point the tires are still good for like an open drift or like infield but i wouldn't use them in competition anymore mm-hmm. but so like if i were to drive them in open drift they'd probably last about like eight laps no oh, sweet yeah that's, so a, that's like, a solid tire. pretty good and like um yeah they're like sub 85 dollars a tire so like give or take like 90 yeah so, you know something like that so it's like a they're they're very competitive and uh um yeah appreciate them hooking me up with that and like just all these new companies have been helping me out basically ever since the crash like it kind of hit me hard financially like you know i didn't i wasn't really ready to necessarily build a second full pro-am car yeah that's uh... like i was kind of I was excited this season, honestly. Um, after this round, I was going to do, uh, or after the season, I was going to do a quick change rear end. And um, oh, you're just going to ball out, huh? Yeah, I was going to do a quick change and like kind of because I just got a dog box right before this oh, happened. Nice. I okay. kind of changed, kind of changed everything. Like I said, I was kind of building the car up and driving ability at the same time. Yeah, or my driving ability at the same time and. Uh, yeah, the dog box changed everything. So I decided I was originally going to get the uh, um, quick change and like full HGK. Like, you know, I was going to go full Eurofighter and all that this off season, But unfortunately, the crash happened and that kind of put all those funds I had for that um, yeah. into like just A getting car. a car <laughs> and like probably the fab work and everything that's going to cost me like to just, you know, I'm going to, yeah, it's, it's definitely not cheap. Like rebuilding it's not cheap and just, uh, time consuming put my wife's fab in the front end. So it's kind of like, uh, there goes another two grand. <laughs> well, okay. So for a normal car, it's two grand. Like for, for some fucking reason, an FRS is like FRS BRZ is uh 2,800 bucks retail for, um, a front wise fab kit basically oh they must hate you guys like i, I don't know this is new or something <laughs> gtr is like seven grand or something like that like a r35 i looked on their site just or, yeah but anyway holy like they, shit uh, seriously great suspension but like just for some reason it's a little more expensive on a newer chassis right so hmm. i mean you just know with like building a cadillac like parts are expensive it's not a 240 oh no 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 no. see you guys get the luxury of having parts available to buy yeah, like i don't yeah. even have an option to go pay for a 2800 um yeah that's true there's a lot involved i'm like, running i'm running like 300 knuckles and you know 60 dollars spacers <laughs> up front to clear the tires like <laughs> like i'm hoping it works 
amazing, man. Like, huh? it, everything's great. Like, this year, I actually, want on, I, instead of doing the quick change, I um, had to replace, like, uh, some rear suspension parts from the crash, too. Uh-huh. So I just decided to um, get Weissfab rear end. Oh, you just went, like, the full Weissfab kit? Yeah, I went for a full front and rear Weissfab this year versus PBM in the rear before. Um, they, they were great, but uh, just finally having matching suspension. And actually... K Racing um, is now a Weissfab and fuel suspension dealer. Yeah, you know, uh, I see some guys who will do like, oh, I only run Weissfab front and then PBM all rear. Yeah, okay, so a lot of And they kill it. Like, I, I just don't get it. And they like it. Yeah. So I was doing that for two seasons, and I like it. And I'm really hoping now that I've done Weissfab rear, it doesn't ruin things. But, you know, a lot of people say they have Weissfab in the rear, too, and it's really grippy. It's super good. I think I'm just going to have to adjust and find the balance. Um, I got a new fuel suspension this year, so it's like a, um, I got a 441 Plus with Swiss Springs, and they're revalved for Jay-Z weight. And, um, oh, nice. Yeah, 12K, 6K Springs. Yeah, I run them too. Yeah, so it's... Similar, well, actually similar changer, spring rate. I'm hoping, like, uh, I was on old PBM coilovers for... Uh, like the last three years, actually, since my, my since I first started doing pro am, like yeah, the first street driven year, where oh, I, okay. uh, yeah, I had the same coilovers on to the day I crashed. And wh- so, which one did you say they were? They were PBM uh, pro comp coilovers. Like uh, ran for three years, basically never took them out, never cleaned them, never adjusted them, um, and they were stiff but they were pretty good and uh i just kind of never replaced them until i needed to my coil spring actually like they had a gopro mounted on the wall at evergreen for the uh um live stream because mm-hmm. um, they were filming it and they you took sorry, it out the live stream they, they played uh they played it on a local news channel here and uh i almost might you can see my coil spring like fly across the gopro like <laughs> freeze frame mode it's pretty funny but that's crazy yeah kind of the crash is bad man i'll have to send it to you but it was like i gotta uh, see it i got i'll send you yeah, mine it too was, uh, it, it just kind of looked like the way i describe it it's kind of funny like it, it's like your controller disconnected in forza and you're mid drift like kind of or like you know you're in a video game and you're mid drift in a corner and your controller just disconnects and you just drive straight into the wall like it's kind of like what Ryan Turk did in uh, Long Beach. Dude, I have a similar situation. So, like, mine wasn't where my controller disconnected. It's like mine was having a connectivity issue, and it would come in and out, and then I hit the wall. Yeah, and that was kind of like what, like, I, you can tell in my lap, like, the, I was, uh, the first lap, uh, Cameron Moore was leading, and I was uh, Chase, and he, he drove his Pro 1 um, 2JZ FRS, you know. Like six XD sequential, like probably seven eight hundred horsepower, um, two JZ car, and the same car as me, with more grip, right? So I, I had to put a hundred and twenty percent, you know, pedal down to the floor, and people were saying like you can tell in the beginning when I initiated, like I was just straight understeering and like my steering was kind of all wonky and I kind of, you kind of have to stay in it within the five eighths bank. Like you can't really lift even if you're like understeering. Well, you can a little bit, but like you, you can't really at the same time um, if you're high up on the wall. So I was chasing him and um, basically coming off like, yeah, that steering was just kind of started feeling weird. And at the same time, 
being a little too far back, I got lost in the smoke too. So like, I probably shouldn't have accelerated more, but like, I thought that was going to steer me away from the wall and it kind of, yeah, it wasn't great. My wheels just locked up and like my wheels returned. I just went straight. Yeah. It was kind of, yeah, I've watched it a few times, man. It's not, uh, not pleasant. It, got, it took me like a week to get over how sore I got like from after, you know, the crash. Like, Yeah, it's not fun. No, it was not fun. Like, I didn't really think, uh, I actually got interviewed for it right after, and it wasn't really affecting me, uh, even. No, it's never right after. Yeah, you know, like, even it's that a night. couple days. Just, like, dude, that night I dropped my car off, and I was, like, starting to think about taking shit off of the cars, and the next morning I even, like, um, went to take, I had a frame guy look at the car right away yeah. the next morning, uh-huh. and, like, you know, started on it, and, like, I was kind of determined to really figure out what's going on and uh get it ready for the next yeah and then then that week i started feeling super sore and like kind of more than than late before um but yeah that leads up to this last couple weeks and it's just been busy man it's just been uh finding any little free time i have i i've been trying to get uh a few pieces done on the car here and there because i work full time and um I'm really just trying to get the car at the stage where it's rolling and it's going to go to K racing for the fab work. Um, that way I can kind of, I have another 180, 180 SX. Um, that's just sitting in my front yard waiting to get started to be a cool daily. Um, that's just going to sit a little longer. Like just no time and like, no yeah. So I'm hoping, I just want my like race car out of my hands to be well taken care of. Um, K racing is going to be doing the roll cage and the rear mount setup again, fuel cell and kind of everything like that. Basically I've, I've prepped it and like, um, yeah, I'm kind of waiting for the last round of pro-am, uh, to happen. And then I'm going to get started on that. But, uh, once that happens, it should be away for a little bit and motor should be going into it and everything should start kind of going together. Um, pretty quickly. I want to, I want to say pretty quickly because, uh, while we are building another two JZ pro M FRS, we do have all the parts from the old chassis, um, such as like a rear windshield, uh, that's like for the rear mount, like a rear window duct. I mean, yeah. um, the radiator already, like we have all those parts that weren't crashed, like the tube rear end. Um, was unboltable, so we have to replicate that. Um, you know, windshields are out already. Everything is kind of like ready to go, get caged and uh, motor put in and all that. And then, so I, I want to say, like my my personal goal is to be done by like the new year. Like January would be super cool to get a first start on the car, you know. Um, but things happen you know things come up and yeah you know i don't have to be ready until in theory like february march like pro-am the first uh the first event i believe is in april 2021 mm-hmm. mid-april so uh you know i have some time like sub six months but as we all know that time comes really quickly it sure and, does and you also yeah. want to you also want to have ample time to actually drive the car like yes this is a new car man like i've I'm kinda, yeah 
So like what? I said, my car was supposed to be done in like May. I think the I, I even said it on this show that it was supposed to be done in May when I was going to do the rebuild. <laughs> so done, yeah, dude, I I barely finished the exhaust like yesterday. Like I, things happen. Yeah, that's what I don't want like, like what? Yeah, happen. life yeah. just happens outside of your comfort zone, man. I hate cliches, yeah. but they're the bad thing about cliches is that they're true. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and. I'm lucky to have K Racing to be helping me with all this. They've actually, uh, this last couple of rounds, they've been allowing me to uh, focus as a driver more and just kind of see m- where my priorities are in driving and like working on that versus you yeah. know worrying about changing my wheels or kind of like working on my. Oh, car so they're they're helping you out of the track too. Yeah, their tracks, they're on the they're full support like this year. Oh, like, dude, that's I'm sweet. Sponsor drivers, so they. Uh, um, actually are planning on having a few more drivers out this next year. Okay. I think a total of five almost. Um, where, yeah, we're, like I said, it's like a small company that's uh, getting larger every, you know, every day. And, well, yeah, uh, that's a good business tactic to like go after yeah, like the, just, the guys who are already in and then the guys who are going to come in to like go through them. Yeah, like, oh, I see him helping this guy. Are, yeah. building cars for that are going to be coming in and trying to pro am and i'm one of the drivers that i guess has an act has active competition time done so um we've been lucky enough to get their help this year uh on the last couple of rounds before you know my accident but, yeah that's definitely um, helpful yeah definitely helped me out as far as like you know i broke <laughs> for my after the dog box the dog box testing day um, hey, broke, man, did you uh, back up from the, the microphone or something? Your volume's a little low. I did. I started, like, drinking and leaning back in my Yeah, head. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm back. Okay, okay cool. Okay? Sorry. Yeah, you're good. You're yeah, good. okay. Um, but basically, the first day I got my dog box, I went to a private rental, and that's where I met Gay Racing. And uh, Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I was having a great rental. Everything was great. Dog box was game changer man like gearing is awesome and uh we had drone guys flying around the car and i was kind of trying to be cool and do a burnout for clout and i snapped both my dss like <laughs> 600 horsepower axles at the shaft like not not the cv joint but like straight in the shaft in the middle oh you know just blowing thousand thousand dollar axles well, 600 horsepower but no, like thousand know, dollar you know, axles still like pretty yeah. strong axles they're still not and, cheap uh, <laughs> i was dumb and did that like I believe three days before pro am. <laughs> I was a practice round for pro am, and uh, I I was like, where am I getting? You know, oh they discontinued 600 horsepower axles. So and I was out of warranty. So I was like, where am I getting axles? And that's kind of where I met Ka. They they have a lot of uh, their distributors um, with like Turn 14 and other companies. Oh and, sweet. They definitely uh, are a big help, and glad they have them on the track on trackside support this uh, year. And I was able to get some axles the next day, throw them in, and um, have a really good pro am uh, round two. Uh, I was out in 16, but I just had a really good event. You know, it was just one of those event car felt really good, and like yeah. I lost like a buddy Tori Jalinik, and he was he's a really good driver. And, um, yeah, like we we just had like a, like a really good chase and lead lap, and I don't know. I saw where my mistakes happened, and I kind of brought that to the next round. And Tori's been on before. Yeah, Tori's an awesome dude, and like yeah, so I basically um, 
saw where I made mistakes and tried to work on that in round three. And I won my first uh, five-eighths battle against Tyler Campbell um, in his 86. Yeah. His next round. And, yeah, it was uh, – it was super good. Like I was feeling the car out and everything, and yeah, it, it, it sucks that it happened. But like I said, I mean, I'm lucky to have these guys supporting me this year and helping me kind of be able to build the car. Because honestly, I wouldn't have the time to build a whole like chassis by myself. Yeah, it's it's Again, not an easy like task. Five months, give or take. You know, um, it's uh, yeah. It's a long time, or not a long time, to build a whole car. And this time, the car is uh, bare. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing it right this time. Not that I didn't do it right before. There's but but before, you kind of, like, did it in stages. Uh, it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's the first time putting stuff in, and I was finding out, like, what I couldn't couldn't do. And, like, dude, I broke my pedal box in a crash one time. Like, I, I used uh, nut certs that obviously weren't big enough. And, uh... I got an impact against the E36, and I stomped on my brakes, and the pedal boxes flew off the floor. And wow. now I know not to do that. Oh, okay. So, Weldeman, got it. Cool. I'll, I'll learn from your experience. Uh, at least like use a plate or something. I don't know, man. I just like, wait. You just like put it. You just nut it to the floor. Yeah, I just nut started to the floor. It worked oh, for like shit. a season. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is horrible. And yeah. It finally broke. <laughs> broke in the crash. And yeah, that sucked. But yeah, like, that's I, the thing about I, doing I things yourself. Sometimes that same day, and not and not bolted it, and then just drove the rest of the event after and, my, my window was smashed in and everything. But how much how much of this work are you doing on your own? So up until like, I mean, I did all of it really, like minus the fab work. Um, oh, okay. Like I, I would say, like the roll cage and like the, I mean. I help with the prep on it, but like I'm no like fabricator. Neither am I. Trust I'm sure, me. yeah, I'm uh, sure I could. Like, but I could. what I can't do is afford to pay somebody else, so I do my best to figure it out. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, man. Super like cool that you can do that. Like I just <sighs> one don't have. <laughs> I don't have a tubing bender. I'd love to do it. Oh, I don't have one either. I need one. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I I don't want to say good at welding. I'm, I'm I'm decent at welding stuff on a table. Yeah. Speaking, but like uh, for this pro build, I kind of. I don't know. It's best like the cage that I had before has kind of saved my life in a way. Like, like that it was a hard hit, dude. And like you know, yeah, bar stopped the wheel from coming into the car. And like, I don't necessarily trust myself in doing that for myself yet. So I'm gonna leave it to the these guys to do. And uh, um, but for other than that, like wrapping the car, all the motor work, the original wiring, just me and maybe a couple of buddies, like. It's kind of like working at the car in my garage, my front front yard built. Um, yeah, the car is a. It's it's definitely not like I don't know. It's professional to an extent, but there's definitely some things that like I could have done better, and I'm gonna try to implement those things in this next build right now. Um, things I kind of been meaning to fix, um, for example, like the cage was good up until I changed so many things where I put my seating position um, in a bad spot, like with the side shift dog box and everything. So this year I'm going to do wider door bars, like NASCAR style door bars. Um, 
and my wiring was just kind of ugly before. Like I'm, I'm probably gonna do like a nice, a brand new harness and just make it look super nice, man. Like I've never had the car uh, to bare frame before. Um, I've only always slowly built it in stages. Like it was kind of street driven F820, and then did the 2JZ swap, and then you know kind of uh, started going up from there. But I never really. Uh, had the car full bear and you know done everything all at once so yeah that's kind of like the co the way you originally went about it it's kind of like, like the quote-unquote uh you know the right way to go about getting into drifting where you know some people you like you know like, for the time and space for it yeah like, i was doing it at my parents house before i just bought a house this year actually and, oh nice uh, congrats yeah thanks man it kind of put you would think it put would put drifting aside, but I've been doing my absolute hardest, like trying my best to keep drifting while you know, like new home ownership, like you got a lot of stuff to do and yeah, like just a lot. It's been a busy year, plus with COVID and all this stuff, like everything's been kind of weird and it's been it's it's been a weird season here in Washington. Like a lot of rounds have been delayed or like canceled. Events have been canceled. Like I like I do pro am and everything, but I really do love, like, events like Summer Jam and Park and, you know, um, I was looking for, to, like, a lot of, like, Matsuri-style events where I could take my Pro-Am car to. And, Just yeah. party? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, a lot of fun, man. And uh, like, I didn't get to do that a whole lot this year just because of timing and yeah. changes and cancellations and all that. So um, Park Fest and Summer Jam, were they were a blast, though. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, those two events I like, well, this uh, Park Fest, I it was last time. Wait, I'm sorry, Park Fest. My car had a Park Fest Summer sticker on it. Summer Jam, I'm sorry, Summer Jam and uh, um, and the round. I think Summer Jam in round one, my CDO nine blew up, like. I, it blew up like a pivot ball basically popped out and I broke the front shaft of the tran or the front shaft casing of the CDO9. It's kind of common. The input shaft? Yeah, it's like the it's like a casing that goes around the input shaft that holds the throughout bearing. Oh. Um, okay. It snapped right off and I had it like that for two events. Like I did summer jam with it and an event afterwards. And um, I had to. Uh, Decide, pulled it out and decided I was going to do the dog box right then and there. And that made me miss round one this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. So I'm hoping, like, the reason why I want to get everything done. What dog box did you go with? I went with the RTS uh, G101A four speed. It's a H pattern side shift. Yep. Uh, I um, have a Muncie. That's what those are kind of so like. So it's pretty much like an updated, like, text, like G101A. So, like, if you ever decided that you want to sell that, let me know. Well,. I see a lot of people say that because I wanted to get a top shift, dude. If you I ever, should get a top shift. Like, like you should FRS, accept. I really you should, should accept payments for me to buy their side dude, shift. Dude, it was expensive, man. Dude, like, I know they're not cheap. <laughs> like, I got a really good deal. Like, it doesn't matter. I bought it like off of a like Rick is awesome and he hooked me up. But like, I got a for like five grand. Just um, RTS was having a sale, basically a two JZ uh, dog box build was uh bailed on and they had to, the owner changed like some stuff and so they had a 
dog uh, the dog box I have with two uh, Jay Z input shaft and oh, nice. and everything set for it. So yeah, I just, I just picked it up. Yeah, yeah, it came up on Instagram, and I was like, all right, this is kind of time. Hey, is that so, your phone? Yeah, that was my phone. Can you can you put it on silent? It's been going off the whole show. Like, yeah, it's cool. Um, it's like in the corner too. I just, like, <laughs> just, like, just put it on vibrate or something. Yeah. Uh, if you can, please. Uh, yeah, because I was looking at their stuff too, and it's just like, because I actually bought my uh, bell housing off of him a couple mo- a few months ago, and it's like he's like, did you want, uh, you know, do you want a dog box with this? And I was like, I just can't afford to add five grand to this bill. Well, so. you're using the Muncie, so you just got a Muncie in QuickTime, right? Yeah. So okay. I'm basically I uh I was basically running the same exact transmission that uh ben white was running oh, okay the one but, that failed on him like in two rounds this it like, did yeah but he ran it for years like, yeah yeah it's been this is an old muncie problems i guess no and but. he actually has the early muncie so like the early muncie like the counter shaft on the uh inside there's like this rod it's a seven eighths of an inch and he thought he had the one inch and it was i was watching his story oh, the other day. weaker they're weaker rods okay um, no, i don't know if it's weaker uh it, it's you gotta remember smart. it's just a it's a what almost 60 year old transmission at this yeah, point yeah i get it you know so it's but it's it, it, man dude this thing it? mine still kicks ass i actually was able to sell mine for more than i paid for it it actually paid for the new one because i got another muncie with the oh, one okay. with the one inch bore this time, which is supposed to be stronger, I guess. Um, I got it for like four hundred bucks, and it was completely fine. All I did was throw it in. Like I took it apart just to check it, and everything was good in it. So I just put it back together. Dude, if I ever uh, did had to do it again, you know, God forbid, but I'd probably just get a GSR top loader. Um, I realized I wouldn't have to cut very much out of my tranny tunnel. I could just raise it with a top loader and with the side shift I have to scoot my uh I have to scoot my seat and my uh um my pedals, my steering column, oh, wow. my picture and everything over about an inch and a half. I actually had to do that with my uh, my throttle pedal too. I had to move it over yeah, a little so bit, a like about boxes on a one. quarter I just had to move it a quarter of an inch because where it sat at originally it was rubbing. And I was, was like, it hanging? It's like a hanging pedal box. No, it's not a pedal. I don't have a pedal box. I, well, it's well, like hanging pedals. The luxury, I mean. the luxury of building a car with the motor that came in it. Yeah. Is, uh, you get to use everything that came with it. <laughs> That's uh, stuff people don't think about, man. Like they I, sure don't. Yeah, they're like, oh, I, how am I gonna get my throttle pedal to work with this nine motor from 1990? You know, like. Oh, you're not. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. So you have to. Figure some, out some, yeah. figure some stuff out. That's why I wanted the pedal box. But. Yeah. So what I did is I just I moved mine over. I just put it like a quarter inch plate that I made, and then I actually moved it like closer to me, my throttle pedal, because it was like so far back. Like there was no. I like to roll my foot over if I'm going to like do like a foot. Yeah, break I thing. do too. But like, not not like a heel toe. Zero room, and yeah. it wasn't even my pedal that was touching. It was my seat, dude. Like my seat bracket is. Like, I'm sorry, not my seat bracket, but the side of my seat bolstering. Um, I have a Sparco, like, uh, ATV, like, I don't know. It's just like one of those Halo seats, right? Yeah, I got one of those, too. But anyway, like, it, uh, the side of it just rubs the side shift, and I would pay $1,000 to change, you know, it was 1000 bucks more for a top loader. 
I definitely 100% recommend that to anybody with an FRS BRZ chassis. Like, oh, okay. Well, then. Like, for sure. Or even any chassis with, like, that's just kind of smaller. Like, I don't know. Like, side shifts kind of push. Like, now my handbrake's on my right-hand side, and, like, it's kind of... It's way different, and I don't necessarily like it, but I'll deal with it. But is it something it now? Now, real quick, would you say you don't like it because it's something you're not used to? Um, or is it just you know of, between the two you like the other better? Because I've tried I'll be, both now, uh -huh. and I have a simulator like with the same way I used to drive, which is that, and I still like that more. Um, with like, it closer to your I, steering wheel. Yeah, like okay. I find that like I will uh like if my, my shifter is kind of farther away from me but like it's farther away from me but closer to my leg you know what i mean so like i i don't really like that and my my handbrake is now forced to be kind of angled and to the right of my shifter and i don't really like that because um i feel like well one i'm not used to it and two just I can't get as good of like a pull on my handbrake that way. Um, I kind of hesitate. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm just not used to it. But yeah, I don't that's, like it that's fair too. <laughs> it just kind of is what it is, though. And, yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll get used to it even more. Like I've only had a couple of rounds with a dog box, but um, yeah, I'll get used to it. Yeah, I, I've driven, because mine has always been off to the side, like the way you're saying, um, where it's not like right next to the steering wheel. And then one time I was able to drive a buddy of mine's car. He has a GTO. Yeah. Um, so he has a stock T56 where his shifter is still in the center and his, mm -hmm. um, his handbrake is to the left of that. And I drove it and I was like, I didn't hate it, but I did like that my handbrake was like off to the side on my car. Yeah. I, I'm kind of on the same boat. Like, I don't. I mean, I, I don't like it, but I'll deal with it. And hopefully, yeah. I'm hoping I get used to it. Cause like I found out in like round, oh, last round, um, for practice for five eighths bank. Like I was coming off of the bank, and like on the five eighths bank at Evergreen, I'm basically in fourth gear, clutch kick, like try to ride a high line on the bank. But once you're coming off of it, mm -hmm. um, you, well, at least I downshift into third. And then just tap my foot brake a little bit or pull my handbrake, depending on how angled my car is, uh -huh. and scrub a little speed. And um, I was coming off of the bank, and then, like, I, I literally slapped my handbrake forward, like, because I thought that's where my shifter was. And then I, like, yanked my, uh, my shifter that was already in fourth back, so it didn't do anything. And, like, my, I just kept going kind of, like, fast and straight and like luckily i saved it I just went into the bank and finally figured out it was reverse and downshifted but it was kind of one of those like dumb moments you know where i didn't know where my hands were in the car and like oh, yeah what do i do with my hands yeah I was like, what do i do with my hands and i was like oh shit slap into the third and luckily you know ice fab and power i was able to just angle out and like it actually looked like a pretty clean run but like i, I totally missed like not misshifted, but I just like shifted late because I didn't realize where anything was. But dude, I'm hoping I get used to it because that's gonna screw me up like this next year if I don't. Yeah. That... So I think I'm gonna mount my handbrake on my simulator on the other side because I've been just on to that. Just get used a lot. to it. 
Yeah, just to get used to it. But speaking of that simulator, let's get into that a little bit because I kind of been looking at getting into one. Oh, do you uh, not? Have one right now? No. Uh, well, I can hear myself over there. Am I on speaker? What's that? No, you, no oh. you're not on speaker. Oh, okay. So, I think I just leaned back for a second. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. No, my bad. I just keep forgetting. Like I have to lean forward. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. It's all right. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I don't have one. I, I, dude, I haven't driven in over a year. My, my car. I blew the clutch out or the flywheel on September seventh of last year, and it's now what, October eleventh. So it's been over a year. Yeah. So dude, and this this thing's still two weeks away from start. I mean, I could start it tonight if I wanted. If I just decided to like plug a whole bunch of shit in no, out of nowhere just to see if it starts but i'm just gonna wait until i finish all the wiring yeah i would highly recommend um i'd highly recommend one if you want some cheap seat time uh it's literally like depending on what setup you get i have a fanatec um 2.5 base with like all fanatec v3 pedals and shifter and uh, it's just a whole fanatec setup with a. Uh, it's called a track racer sim rig. Just kind of, you can build one, but basic setup with full Fanatec, and I think it was roughly like seventeen hundred bucks. You can probably buy it used um, for cheaper, or maybe not get full Fanatec everything. But highly recommend it. It was super like good investment. I, I jam with my friends all the time, and tandems like are, are cheap because you can just get as much seat time as you want and not uh, pay for you tires. Know, would you Favorite. say would you say yeah. it's helped you at all? It's like, definitely especially like, in dri- like in real time driving. Muscle memory and like learning a new track. Like right before any event, I'll drive that track with either people or just like practice it myself and just hit the layout over and over again. One hundred percent, it helps you. Like if you ask anybody who is gets really big into sim setups, like. I've learned how to drive tracks I haven't driven before or in a while, like Spirit Peaks I haven't driven the new layout, but um, I've been driving that track a lot on Assetto Corsa, and uh, it's pretty realistic, and the cars that you can get, you can set up to be pretty realistic to what you're driving, and uh, dude, I'll find myself on there to like 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning sometimes, and just not even know it, and like, it's 4 in the morning, and... I have to go to bed soon, but like, uh, yeah, I, I work second shift, so that's the evening. Um, so I'm pretty much only home at night, and like, it's it's just kind of great seat time in your room, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to go anywhere, and <laughs> especially if you haven't been driving for a while, like, I kind of stopped doing it for a while when I was driving again, but now that my car's down and I'm building it, I've really had the itch, and I've been just. Uh, playing on the simulator a lot. Um, I wouldn't yeah. even call it playing. It's like practicing. Like I, like right now I'm, I'm about to, like later tonight I'm gonna drive on uh, Mahon C course. Um, and just kind of like practice like throwing backies and like I don't know having fun. Like the game's super fun, dude. It's I. <laughs> if you don't have one already, invest in it. I'd highly recommend. Uh, a lot of drivers. Um, actually uh in my series play on the simulators so and they're they're all doing pretty good like actually tyler mayor um 
He'd be a good person to have on the show. Has he been on here yet? Who? Tyler Mayer. Mm, that name does not ring a bell like he you has been. Right. But I got to be honest. I am yeah. on show like 70-ish right now. So if he has been, I could have forgotten because I have a terrible memory. But I don't think no, so. Oh, totally all right. Like, but anyway, yeah. I, I could have. Either way, like, he'd be a good person to have. But, like, he got into a similar setup and uh everybody's watched him get like really good like i've seen him get really good on like this last season like in real life okay yeah he's shredding dude like doing i think he had like seven podiums or something like that in the last couple of years like after he got a simulator and like um yeah he's just a buddy of mine and like a super good driver but that's just an example of like someone who was on a simulator and like then applied it to driving like other people like uh eddie hughes he runs like nissan pacific and like uh uh he's just like a local media guy and kind of style drifter street driver um guy and he, he has a simulator and he progressed like like an incredible amount like in the last couple like year or so and uh yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if you haven't driven in like a year, dude, I know. Highly recommend at least playing somebody else's and just kind of seeing if you like it. A you lot know- of people don't like VR because it gets them sick. But I play in VR. Um, I like not being stiff and being able to turn my head like an actual car and kind of looking where I'm going. But a lot of people don't. You know what? My son's been bugging for one and uh, a VR. Mm-hmm. And he's, and, one, uh, and he's been saving uh, up for one, so dude, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a, uh, kids if got more money than me right now. All work on uh, setup course, so you just have to like download Content Manager, and it's basically like I'm just waiting for him to buy the damn thing. He's like, well, do you have a computer fast enough to run? I mean, it's not very fast. It doesn't need very much. Yeah, but you just need a designated computer and space. And you can get yourself like a, a, a fairly good uh, sim setup mm-hmm. for about like 500 bucks, probably at the most. Like a Thrustmaster setup that a lot of other people use. It's kind of, I guess, cheaper, not as much uh, force feedback and settings, maybe, but it's sufficient enough. And you can still have a lot of fun with like that setup and kind of a homemade, like, you can you can make stuff out of two by fours like as and and a UC you know, so you can get yourself into like a fairly cheap sim setup. Um, I think there's a couple of videos like YouTubers like making cheap sim setups, but like uh, yeah, like even like Taylor Ray and all of them like who is really big into sim setups. Like you can see how like it progressed with their driving too. I mean, of course they all get like a lot of seat time and all that. But seat time is seat time. That's why I like to say, even if it's on a sim. Yeah, then I'm definitely gonna have to get one because uh, I've been like playing. I've been on the fence about it. Obviously, it's kind of hard when you're investing every single dime you have into a uh, an actual car, um, but. Oh, I understand. I, I bought it's one and done, man. I bought it three years ago. And dude, like, yeah, yeah, it's for that moment. That's and but, that's another thing to like. 
to think about too is, is the fact that it is one of, it is a one and done deal and like my yeah. seats my seats about to expire um, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah actually i just yeah. found out like so i signed up for the uh vegas pro 2 shootout didn't that get rescheduled yeah and it got rescheduled to january 9th and guess whose freaking seat expires nine days before oh so, they actually checked dates huh uh, I, I asked him about it. I asked for a pass. I was Maybe like, Hey, like you know, thing. it's, yeah. you know, it's nine days. And then his comment was like, um, you know, if this is, he's like, just so you know, this is still a 2020, um, it still counts for a 2020 license. So mm-hmm. you get to activate that license is activated for 2021 FD 2021 FD. So even if you do, um, go through it like you still need a seat yeah so you got a new seat like i think i'm getting a new seat this year because i crashed and like oh dude i've been driving the same seat since i have crashed and actually um uh, my uh my seat rails like from my crash were all twisted and stuff and i never thought anything of it because there was like there's no um i guess if it works physical right, damage I know, like just a good, I don't know. Is I gave, a, I gave my, I gave my seat mounts to my buddy Andrew, um, and he went to put them in his car, and he's like, "Hey, these things are bent," and I was like, "Well, they were in an accident. I don't know what I'm gonna tell you." <laughs> I was like, "They were free." Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I think I'm gonna have to do custom mounts for my seats this season. Anyway, I didn't really like my seating position. Like, are you a taller like, person? Uh, I'm like five eight, but like the way oh, yeah. the. Yeah, but with, like, the pedal box and an FRS, like, Ryan Turk talks about this, too, in one of his, like, build videos. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, for an FRS chassis or BRZ chassis and with a floor-mounted pedal box, it's just so far scooted um, closer to your, the driver um, and away from the firewall that it makes your knees, like, almost hit the steering wheel. So everything has to be custom when you kind of do that. Or you have to find a way to, like, he cut out part of his frame rail and, like, made a super baller, like, you know, play with his, like, fap guy. But, uh, or you just have to move it back somehow. But I don't know. Like, I need to make new everything this year. Like, I need to change up all that stuff that I kind of just made work to make the next round. I I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I'm like, all right, well, that'll work for this round, so... Let's do it. And we did it. Like, you know, I just, I welded my own seat brackets when I, like, was sitting on top of it. I just tacked it and then <laughs> while I was sitting on it and then, like, pulled and got out of the car without breaking the tacks and then welded the rest after I, like, pulled the seat out. But, like, that's what I mean. Like, I made shit work for, like, that round and then it kept working. So I kept it until it didn't work. Yeah, that's how it usually goes. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm going to build everything right this time. That's so. that's the next question I was going to ask you. So, like, um, anything you plan on changing, like, with a new build other than, quote-unquote, making it right, but, like, are there any, like, significant changes that you're going to make with the new car, with the new bare chassis? Um, I am moving a lot of things around. Like, I have my catch can currently in the um, driver's side windshield cut near the windshield cowl like basically right where the brake booster would be on an oem car 
Um, and it just leaks oil. Like I have a lot of blow by, and then I just leaks oil all over like my frame rails, wiring harness, my lines. And it kind of just looks like everything's leaking. So I'm gonna try to move the catch can up front. So not a really big change, but I'm I'm getting a new single catch can. I think I'm just gonna make a big one because my car literally has so much blow by. Um, I think originally when my motor is being built. Mm -hmm. uh it was built for like a there's probably a miscommunication like the shop that ordered parts for and everything kind of uh made it for like an e85 mega boost motor like and i'm only running 480 horsepower last time i um dynoed it on 19 pounds of boost on pump gas so it wasn't uh it's nothing crazy it's still on pump gas like 92 octane um, but yeah, so that's a lot of blow by, a lot of boost, and that's one thing I'm going to be changing. Uh, another thing I'm going to be changing is probably my power steering location. Um, I, before I lost power steering completely, um, well, I lost power steering completely, and then like after I hit the wall, the power steering rack's actually mounted on the front of my frame rail kind of like right next to my bash bar mm -hmm. and it just got obliterated like it, what a waste like you know i could have it just got obliterated after the hit like um i am changing intercooler piping because of that now too now that it's not going to be there and now that i don't have a radiator in the front of the car like i did last halfway through last season um i'm gonna do custom intercooler piping so it's gonna be shorter and not like some funky CX racing, like it looks like a fr front mount intercooler kit for an SR20. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so I'm gonna do nice piping and, you know, a smaller core and just mount things in the front end better, basically. Um, as far as engine stuff, I compression tested the motor um, maybe um, two months ago, two, maybe three months ago at this point. Mm -hmm. But only like five, five or six events maybe, and uh, it tested at like 150 cold. I, I tested it because I couldn't start it because my cam sensor came unplugged after a burnout. <laughs> so I tore it apart and actually compression tested it. Found out cam sensor unplugged. Nice. But, yeah, I was dumb. But like anyway, gave me a good reason compression test it. It was 150 cold, and I tested it in like. September 28 or 19. Um, so last year. And uh, um, it was about 165 warm. So it didn't really change a whole lot. Uh, I think I'm going to leave my motor and everything. I did the dog boxes last season, so that would have been a big change. But not doing anything there. Uh, my side is cleaning up wire and doing all that. I think the biggest part change would be Weissfab rear. It's going to be a new setup to get used to and figure out how to like adjust and work quickly. And um, new suspension will be big. We'll have to learn on like good suspension. Like feels are going to be amazing. I hear they're great. I've ridden in a car with feels and uh, yeah, super grippy. I, and you know, I don't, I don't have a, uh, are you sponsored by them? Um, not necessarily. Like uh, K Racing became a dealer for them. Oh, okay. It's completely different. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of got through them, and 
So course. I've been trying to figure out because I want to know like somebody who's actually ran the difference between like several different systems. Like as far as like, okay, so, and and this might be controversial. Like so, you see like, mm, what is it? KW suspension. Who's like, I think like for my car, their basic setup is like three grand. Yeah, a lot of it gets ridiculous. Like yeah, and and I understand that parts come with it. Like in that, that's great and all. But like, is there like a huge difference between like them, between Phil, between you know D two, Fortunato? A lot of cars with different suspension companies. Yeah, Um, it's like like feel, but like you know, I've driven BCs, PBMs, and like I think they all can make like probably a really good coilover. it's just what you want to do with it. Like, for example, my feels are kind of, they're, it's going to be really grippy because it's weighed, weighted and revalved for like, you know, an extra 400 pounds in my front end versus somebody could be running PBMs like I was before and they were okay. They were just 8K, 6K out of the box. And, um, you know, they, they worked, but, they wouldn't necessarily know the difference from a good coilover setup and what they had because it worked. And uh, my buddy Kevin, Kevin Tyler, who also runs the same program series, I think he's gone through a lot of different coilovers and has, like, feels now, and he says he likes them. And a couple other people I've talked to who run feel, um, sponsor or not, you know, say they like them. So I'm hoping, you know, they're a big difference and i'll definitely uh maybe be back on the show and let you know like it's yeah definitely... i've heard the same thing but i'm curious too man like because my i god they're 1700 bucks for basically if you were to call them and order it you know like kind of like to what i got mm-hmm. like 1700 bucks that's not horrible and that's kind of like just their uh retail pricing or whatever um, for that custom rate. So a lot of these coilover companies like KW and um, Olin's and what's the other ones? Like, I don't know. Fortune Auto. Um, I'm sure they're all good in that range. Like, they have to be, right? For If you're paying 3K for suspension. Yeah, for but sure. I don't know if you will be able to tell, like, these ones are better than these ones. It's kind of... I don't know. That's personally my opinion. Like, I, I feel like at a certain point, like your three thousand dollar Fortune Auto custom coilovers will probably be just as good as your custom spec coilovers from BC, right? Like, you know, they, that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. And it's like, did you pay three thousand dollars for them, or did you pay like such a good price for them that they made you think that they're better? And you know, not hating on any companies, but like I, I don't know. I just no, feel like it's just, uh, I think, and and uh, it's something that I've been battling with, like with to not say out loud. But like recently, I've been seeing people who are kind of like uh, underselling themselves or or just not taking into account, like selling themselves short rather, as to underselling is not necessarily yeah, the, like, the greatest term. But but to be like, oh, okay, I'm working with this company who who's giving me you know, an opportunity to save 15% on a product. And uh, they're running like a big ass sticker. I get it. People are getting excited. Uh, You know, you get your first sponsor or whatever. And then you sell yourself short and it's something that just doesn't even work for you or your, your program. I've definitely done that with parts. So have I. So I was like, Oh, 
or no, okay, I don't want to say names, but like, I did that with my last shop sponsor. I was like, okay, they started giving me stuff and like tuning my this and that, dude. And, and it doesn't even work out for free you. motors, man. Yeah, it costs you more money at the end, right? Like, you know, sometimes it costs you more money. And uh, yeah, because your boy can uh, do it for cheaper. Don't sell yourself short, but like, I definitely appreciate all of my current sponsors. Yeah, yeah, and that too. Like, it's, I wouldn't be able to do it, man. This year, like, I was, like, after I crashed, I literally looked at my car and I was like, dude, I cannot financially come back from this right now. And I cannot build an entire new car. And they were with me, carrying with me at the track when I crashed. And they were basically stating, like, you know, no matter what it is, you know, we're going to get you into a new car and we're going to get you driving. And, you know, we've been working together and everything. And I've been just, getting parts everything i need trying to get exactly what i need so i have been kind of like a lot of these companies like i want to shout out suspicious garage like my alternator bracket bent in the crash and they sent me a new one they're surprised like how their alternator bracket held up and didn't crack it was billet it didn't crack and it just bent in the crash so they sent me a new one that's like a couple hundred bucks i saved and yeah i'm really trying to focus more towards like companies like that on this next build this year like ones that like really do help me like that versus just any company you shout out for like a i don't know 10 20 percent coupon yeah it's kind of part put a sticker on your car that lasts like half a season until it gets crashed then you forget about them and never talk to them <laughs> a again. sticker you had to pay for <laughs> Like, <laughs> you essentially paid for, right? Yeah. Like, no, I've I've had I've had some money. people who are like, oh yeah, those are six dollars a piece, and I'm like, oh. Or like, no, like, all I've right, here's your money. money. I've cu- paid money to custom print stickers in my new livery because I've changed my livery a oh, few times. Dude, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up, but I gotta I gotta say so. So one thing about me is like, um. I don't like when driver and, and granted, I am just a person with their own opinion. That's what I'm about to say is not like, don't run around and be like, he said this, like, this is just my opinion on it. Like when yeah. people go around and they change somebody's, um, God damn it. Their logo. Like, so, okay, let's just say it, only cause I've had Kenda on the show before and Kenda is known for having the big red letters, right? Okay. Yeah. Let's just say that my car is all black and I'm like, okay, I'm going to run all white stickers and I'm going to put a Kenda sticker. That's all white. I'm not running Kenda officially or anything like that. So I'm just throwing that out there, yeah. but I'm going to throw a Kenda sticker on there. That's white. Oh, not only am I going to throw the white Kenda sticker on there. That's not their original color. I'm also going to change the font. So, oh yeah, so, dude! I've seen that so many times, and I'm like, I don't understand I how you're representing that your company. To deal with that, man. Like, yeah, it's a lot of companies are like kind of just do what you think is cool, and like you know, at least the ones I've worked with, like I don't know, I have taken company stickers off of my car, and like people have noticed, and it's kind of funny, but like it's I've I've changed sponsors, nothing towards the company. I've just found a better opportunity, and like. Um, and that's and that's something that's another thing yeah. to be careful with too, because you don't yeah. want to burn bridges. I don't at the same burn time, yeah. That, but it's like anytime that that's happened, like, um, anytime that's happened, the company fell out, and I've realized that that company was more or less like a one-time, like, thank you for your help on that one purchase, and you know they weren't really on the program. You know what I mean, like versus like now this season i'm trying to do this a lot more like i just have ka racing on my 
as my title sponsor. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't really have a tire sponsor. They are distributors for Tire Streets and Accelero Tires, so I've been running basically all of their stuff. So you um, can give like your honest people. opinion, like as you did earlier, without mm-hmm. that being held yeah. accountable yeah. to I'm a certain extent. I'm not sponsored. Like I, I like running all the brands I run from them. Uh, not only because you know of pricing or whatever you know the reason like that getting them or having them on site but i legit like like all the things i run from this company like yeah um, i'm only running the k racing logo on my door this year um like i've sent you pictures of the color it's kind of like a somewhat surprise until more of it's done but it's pretty like, it's, actually it, it, it's pretty sweet and I'm, I'm really digging it and like uh I'm basically only going to have their logo because they're the only ones on track supporting me like when I need it, when I need parts. They can get me random parts. And it's like versus that one time like uh, sponsorship for like a a logo livery where I have to change something and put something on. I'm just going to have one thing. And like, um, you know, I used to drive for, I'd say, Kansai Wheels. Like I was sponsored by Kansai. Um, And they're, they're still great. But... But because, you know, K Racing uh, distributes for Cosmos, I've been given the opportunity to run some Cosmos wheels. Yeah. And they're also great. And, like, I don't have to be obligated to, like, sell anything anymore. Like, you know, and I've kind of been naturally, you know, selling tires for them and through all that, just through, you know, being going to events and helping out other prime drivers, like, like Evan Bogovich comes down from uh, California. And... We were just talking. He called. He told me to call him earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. So like him and his uh, buddy Jacob, they come down from California. So we always have, we we'll always have tires for them and other pro M guys. And um, like, dude, I was running Valinos before, and you know they're great tires and all, but like I was only the the one problem is I can speak freely. Like you know they like I. The only place you can get him was Cameron Moore. Like it was uh, one place, and you would have to either meet him or drive him, and it just wasn't consistent. You'd have to buy large amounts at a time, and that was um, the only way he was gonna be he, like he's the only dealer. Yeah, that makes it kind of difficult. You know what I mean? Like he was the only one selling Valina tires, and um, yeah, like they're like I think they're like 115 bucks a tire or something, 120 bucks retailer. I don't know, something like that, right? And I just couldn't pay that much for a tire anymore, man. Like, I was slowly, like, I don't know. I think everybody does it, but I was slowly burning myself, like, dry. Like, I was drifting myself, like, like bankrupt, man. Yeah, like, no. I was, no. To, <laughs> I was doing a lot of events, burning a lot of tires every weekend, every, you know, twice in a weekend sometimes. And, yeah, it was just getting really costly. So this year, I'm focusing a lot on companies that, I don't want to say just give me stuff for free, but like really, really support like you know the program, and they know what I'm like trying to do, and like they know they support me as a driver. Like I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get some podiums this next year, and I need the help to do it. Like I've had many part failures that cost me like uh, seat time or even the battle, like my power steering issue. Like I'm, I'm gonna fix everything, and I'm trying to. Uh, um, basically just be with companies this next year that allow me to do that. Like Link ECU and Jason, um, from formerly PSI now at Link ECU, um, 
they've all been helping me like they've with the tune and like everything making my car run perfect and yeah just little companies like i find that little companies are like the best man i wouldn't say link is little but like just you know like little companies that really help you and um even just recent this is just recent where i'm allowed to focus as just a driver man like i used to be my own crew chief uh my own mechanic like i drive my own truck and trailer yeah so unpack and do everything by myself not my own tire everything and then since i found ka well, i guess they approached me but like since we started this thing this partnership um i say partnership over sponsorship because like you know we're both helping each other out but like now i can focus as a driver they'll drive my rig out they'll trailer my car if i need to they'll like you know, um, allow me to just focus on driving. I have a new spotter now. I don't have to, like, you know, have somebody film me on an iPhone and have me watch it later. And, like, you know, I got, I'm all, like, calmed up, like, you know, mic in the heads, mic in the helmet. Like, everything's, like, this year's going to be more serious. This next year's going to be a more serious program year is what I'm saying, basically. Like, yeah. Or I was kind of just doing my, I was just kind of, showing up at the track and like who am i battling and you know have a buddy maybe help me change some wheels once in a while like but i'm hoping for some podiums this year man like uh working i've been working really hard and getting in the car uh back to where it was and i know they're gonna bust ass in about like a couple weeks once the season's over on the car um yeah, I'm really just hoping to get back. I'm I'm itching to hit the five eight bank again. Like, yeah, like I crashed on there. I really want to, like, because like your crash was that the last time. Uh, I didn't crash. I just well, I just blew a flywheel and then it turned. Oh yeah, that's right. right. You're yeah, that's, that's the last time I drove though. You drove though. Okay, so yeah. that's what I mean. You Car's wanna, almost done though, so it's, it's just yeah, start by next week for out sure. There, and I want to yeah. just get out there and hit Same the. Same here. Uh, five-eighths bank again really bad just kind of redeem myself and just kind of one and done man i'm gonna have to hit it eventually but off of a set of course um, so. i will personal experience not to to say anything about you but like personal experience it it did affect me on the way i drive you gotta did be it? fucking kidding me oh i hear a car alarm yeah sorry uh oh, you're good i didn't realize no, it's, how it's... loud things were on the other side no, it's not that. It's just I recorded my garage, so it becomes kind of an issue. Um, no, but, like, it did – it affected me as as far as, like – I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, the wall that affected me. It could have been, like, a, a whole ensemble of things. Like, not only did the wall affect me, but, like, I was in a brand-new car, a car that was, like, super shitty. Like, this car last year was terrible. Like, hands down, it was – not that I've driven a whole lot of cars. I have like a whole lot of experience. Um, it was the worst car I'd ever like tried to drift. Like it was terrible. Um, difficult to drive. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really difficult to drive. Like during transitions, I would like, I found myself using the handbrake so much more than I had ever used. Like That's in my chassis right now. I in my BMW. My yeah. yeah. I've only driven like E36, so two four, like 240s, Zs in my car. Really? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've Nothing driven 
special. So yeah, exactly. So like now I'm hoping that I got it. I kind of got it set up a lot better. Um, and then just kind of move from there because the car is I basically made it's a night and day change. So I know it's going to drive like a totally different car, which Dude. is kind of the one shitty plan. thing. I mean, like more so for you than I guess FRS chassis for me, but like no one can really help us. We have like different chassis than like, um, like for example, like if I need something, only Cameron Moore can help me. Nobody else has an FRS that's like Pro Am spec with a Vice Fab or two JZ stuff, you know, like. And I'm sure no one has like, you know, again, is it ATS V or CTS V? I'm a CTS V, so nobody has this. Nobody has one. Okay, but the, even the ATS Vs, like, dude, like, who would have one of those? Like, or like. You know, who would have, like, a lower control arm or something for that at the, your local open drift, you know? Nobody. Oh, yeah. So like, I have sucks. I have extra parts of all of that, which I was smart about. I was like, let me let me buy two of everything when I did do it. But it's, it's uh, it not only was it not cheap, um, it's like I have... I do that, man. Like, I had to break one thing and use it as a spare. Like, I couldn't, uh, I wish... Yeah, it's uh well, my spares are technically stock parts, but I just bought. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, well that's what I mean. I'm talking like if you a, a, a really professional program with a weird car like that, not a weird car, but an off not not like a common car. You have like the same two pairs of Weiss Fab, two pairs of you know whatever. Yeah. Numbers, like that you have, and uh, yeah, I couldn't afford it, but ideally that's what I want to do this coming year, like. I want to uh, buy once, cry once, be one and done, stop fucking crashing. Like, maybe. That, you gotta, yeah. you kinda, that whole stop crashing isn't gonna happen. Unless, I want to drive less hard. Like, but, uh, yeah. I think when people who. I don't see anybody who's not crashing who's not, like, driving their ass off. Yeah. Like, I never see crashing as, like, a downside, like, at all. Like, if somebody makes a mistake, I always see that, not necessarily a mistake, or if somebody, like, crashes, I never see that as a, like, oh, he can't drive. It's just, like, oh, that person's either made a mistake, something broke, or, you know, one thing yeah. or another happened. Like, I never looked at it as down, like, oh, because nobody can stop crashing, because maybe you can stop crashing, like, as an individual, possibly, but you got to remind, you got to be, you got to remember that somebody's yeah. going to hit you. Or somebody's gonna wipe out in front of you at like a po with poor timing to where the point where you have nowhere to go and you're going right into them. True. I take and, that back. Uh, you're still avoiding crashing, but I wanted to stop. Um, basically, fight. Like I feel like I don't know. Whenever I have crashed or gone into a, a, like even a small crash, like wall tap or whatever, like. You know, yeah, my local open drifter stuff. It's like, I feel like I didn't have enough control of my car. I was like fighting it, gripping up. And I'm just like, okay, I'm only crashing because I'm so gripped up. And that's one of those things I, I want to kind of dial in. I'm not really sure. Like sometimes I don't have enough grip. Sometimes like I have way too much grip. Like off the line, for some reason, our, my chassis, the FRS chassis, will not like really hook up in a straight line but once you are in drift it's just so incredibly fast like it, it's it's quick yeah i bet 
Yeah, but it's just like I'll get gapped by like I wouldn't say gapped, but like I'll I'll just be right there with like a, like a G thirty five, like a stock stock issue. So stock so stock uh VQs are taking you to gapple beast. Not not, <laughs> not but like a stock like VQ on like two sixty five Kenda like KR twenties, probably on like a small course like every like in the infield. Or like at Pat's Acres, like Park or something like that, like where a small go kart track, dude, I'll get fucking gapple bead. Like my, I have a Borg Warner EFR eighty three seventy four um, turbo. It's in other words a one hundred five AR housing. So it's a big spoolie boy, right? And mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, I'll get gapped because my my car doesn't want to spool up with my gearing on like low speeds like that. Like it, like I don't know. I just it sucks at like small tracks. Like that's one. Uh, that's one thing I want to change too. Now that I'm glad you made me remember that. Like I want to get a smaller turbo housing this year. It, it it's just too large. Like so laggy. And uh, I honestly feel like that's affecting me as a driver a little bit. It's like causing me to just surge more and more and having the handbrake to slow down and like. The turbo is not really spooling until it's like all there, and then it's spooling really hard and really fast. So, so you think that possibly you kind of have not necessarily a a bad turbo, but maybe not the no, best no, no, choice. No, no. Not, maybe not, not the not best choice for your setup. It's just not at its efficiency range. Like the turbo yeah. is rated for four fifty to eight hundred horsepower essentially, and I'm only making like the four fifty, so it's barely spooling right now. It really wants like 40 pounds of boost. So you think going smaller would kind of help you? It would 100% help me. Um, yeah. I actually got this turbo um, from my previous title sponsor, Drive, who, you know, I they, they were kind of steering me in one direction of the car. It wasn't necessarily like what I needed at the time. You know, they're kind of building it for like E85 big turbo car, like 800 horsepower or whatever. Yeah. So what like, do you... I, they, they didn't want, they didn't take my focus like what what fuel they, are you running 92 octane just pump gas oh uh, we don't we don't get that 92 around here it's pretty good pump gas but that's what i mean i'm just running a simple setup i only want about 500 horsepower at the most like i don't need any more than that and uh, I, I, I feel the same way power. yeah like i don't need any more power than that and i just want the car to be fast i want it to spool quickly like I'm saying all the things everybody wants, but like it can happen. I just have to find the right setup. Like it's my f- first turbo setup with this car, really. You know, the new build. Have you considered uh, ditching the JZ and going the LS route? Uh, also, so also known as the right route. Uh, JZ noises are cool. Hey, sorry, my uh, sorry, my computer just like my lights just flashed. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're fine. Okay, cool. Um, to answer your question, um, no, because, well, yes, I have thought about it, but will I do it? No. Um, Jay-Z noises are just so cool. Like I love V8s too. Like they're cool. They just, I think Jay-Z sound cooler and I, I've always driven turbocharged cars. V8s are certainly easier to drive and definitely can be very, very fast as well, especially off the line. Um, when I originally was doing my swap, I had a 
Chevy LS3 crate motor, like slightly can it was like canned from the factory, probably made like uh, I think they said almost 500 crank, right from the factory. And I almost bought that motor, almost bought all the V8 swap parts, priced everything out, and it was about the same as a Jay-Z, dude, to be honest. Like, and that was buying a crate motor, though, so it was kind of expensive, but the Jay-Z I was trying to build was, like, essentially, like, almost that price. So, um... It was, it was all, uh, so maybe a little so bit, you decided to trade out uh, uh, a naturally aspirated zero issue motor for a turbocharged motor that made the same power and cost just as much with more problem potential you power. Know, I'm just giving no, you shit, man. <laughs> I know, but like <laughs> everybody does, though. They're like, you should have gone in LS. You wouldn't have those issues. No, They're that's not necessarily right. true because there's so many guys with Jay Z's who have absolutely zero issue and are running I all day. And that made the Jay Z look bad on my part, but like, no. I just have bad luck with my Jay Z's, and now I've been knocking on something. <laughs> I, wood right now. You know what you notice though is when people who try to do like something a little bit different beside be besides like everyone else, kind of like yeah. suffers a little bit because like oh no, this will work. Like oh, you should have just got what everybody else is running. I know. And if I did an LS, I honestly... No, 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 no not that. Not necessarily one. the LS part, but I just mean, like, you see, like, some people are like, oh, I'm not running the same turbo as you. I'm running this turbo, but I'm now yeah, you're having this issue thing. that nobody else is having yeah. who's running, you know, a more conventional, quote-unquote, quote conventional turbo. Well, that's why I'm going back to this LS thing. Like, dude, if I did the LS, I literally probably would be... You'd be, be living my... your best life. <laughs> I'd probably be on motor one or two, right? Like... But LSs blow up. They get hot, too. But Hey, I haven't blown one up yet. The only reason my last one stopped working is because it like my flywheel like blew my starter off. I have a good one, man. But yeah. I've seen my friend window a block, and now he quit drifting. Like, oh, that's... <laughs> but, that's... like, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, it happens. Motors blow up, and, like, all motors blow up. But if I did do an LS, I probably would be just as happy, and my setup would be simpler. I probably wouldn't be doing a rear mount. Um, yes, you would. I don't know. Like people I, I, I don't think that has anything to do with like what engine package you use. I think, like, if you're gonna no, do a rear mount, you're doing a rear, you're doing a rear mount because you want to. Like, no, I, I did yeah. a rear mount because my JC was getting stupid hot with like an inline six in the hood of my car. Dude, I got. Dude, V my my engine base for a boxer engine, so it's like super wide, so it'd be perfect for a V style engine. I just yeah. put a long ass heavy boat anchor inline six in here, and uh, so with a front mount rad, it had maybe a millimeter of clearance between that and the fans, and I was stacking coolers. With an LS, I have no intercooler piping. Like I thought about all this stuff when I did the swap, man. Yeah, like and, my my buddy just my buddy Andrew actually just got an FR. I think it was an FRS. I don't, it was an eighty six of some kind, mm-hmm. um, and. Something was wrong with it. It was like something stupid. He got it for dirt cheap, and it was like a sense. It was like a fifty dollars sensor that ended up. I don't know the whole. I don't remember the whole story. Um, but anyways, he ended up like fixing it, and then decided to like go canyon driving, and then blew his motor. Yeah, dude. That like, he paid uh... like stupid cheap for. <laughs> so now it's probably gonna end up being some V eight build because he doesn't know how to hold himself back and not get you know 10 grand into a project 
Realistically, dude, I got that new shell for like fifteen hundred bucks, give or take. Like, oh, dude, like, that's not bad. I've seen, super, yeah, that's that's I'm actually really good. I did get a good deal on it, but yeah. these chassis are getting stupid cheap. Like my chassis, at least. Yeah, but like, you know, not, it's it's what is it? What was the first year? Like a right 2012. Uh, they started in 2012. They're yeah, they're like getting they're, as they're low as like seven or eight grand. For like a rebuilt title, high mileage one, but like you know, running, <laughs> like running. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think my, I think, I think my buddy got one. I think it was from like a family. I think he got it for like less than like three grand or something like that. Yeah, and sometimes and you the, find auction yeah. deals. Yeah, exactly. The, the auction deals are usually good. Are like thousand bucks for a crashed front end chassis. Yeah, they're literally made. That's a good thing about parts. like. Then you got to remember, like, buying a new chassis is kind of a little bit more helpful. It, it does kind of like help the sport as a whole, so to speak. Um, so like you being in that chassis as opposed to like an 89, um, 240SX. yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up, man, that's one of the reasons I stayed in this chassis. Oh, uh, I'm not mad at, uh, I'm not blaming you for it. Like you already had most yeah, of the parts. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't understand, like having a newer car and they're asking me, how do you get sponsored this and that and this and that? It's like. I don't know. I just have a car that I guess newer companies want to develop parts for and kind of work with you on, and they just like newer cars. Um, everybody has a 240SX that every company makes, you yeah. know, and this you, kit for and all of that. And you kind of like uh, move yourself a little bit. So, like, I've, I've had a plastic drift group like Zs and 240s and E36s. Yeah, you kind of you like, you, you kind of make your. You do, I wouldn't say you necessarily make yourself yourself as a person more marketable, but you kind of like make your program, so to speak, a little bit 100%, more, man. more marketable when you have a different car. Like yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not the greatest driver, but I'm trying yeah, to get yeah. Like, but you also you're it. also a more consistent driver who's someone who's actually, you know, you're more consistent in like top top sixteen. Like you see. Um, like just within your like dr your current drifting career, yeah, like to go yeah. from nothing to like not qualifying to being like a consistent qualifier to make it into top eight and then so on and so forth. Yeah, and it's just going up from there. Hopefully, like that's what I mean. And having this newer car, I'm able to get all this support. Like I really don't make that much money, and I really wouldn't be able to do it like with no help whatsoever. Like it, I mean, maybe I just do it a lot slower and like. You know, I definitely wouldn't have like spare, you know, twelve spare Cosmos wheels. Or, yeah, like, exactly. That, those, like that. those aren't like, cheap. I'd be, <laughs> yeah, I'd be uh, low budget as hell. Probably like still FA twenty. Who knows, man? But like I said, like um, having a new car and like all that, it really helps with costs. Like as far as like. You know exactly what you're getting. You're not buying like I, I feel shitty about buying a a ten grand two forty shell, right? But I wouldn't feel shitty about buying a shell that, of a new car for that much. You know what I mean? It's just like I don't think like I mean it's worth it to it's definitely worth it to some people and still worth it. But like to me, I I like the fact that I got a newer chassis because of that too. It just kind of holds more value and. I thought the All same right. thing. I thought about running like, um, like let's just yeah. say this chassis don't work out. I thought about running, like the ATS that uh, Taylor Hull's running. Yeah, like that kind yeah. of stuff. You can be new, like 
bit unique and like I don't know how much. Hey, cause I don't know if you noticed, but uh, his his recent driving record has got it. Yeah, He's got that chance to figure it out. And all that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw today, but one of my buddies, Matt Schulman, um, RIP to his Jay Z motor, but like he was, he was always just like super consistent. His motor is always good, dude. I think he told me he got to like three something one time, in like temperature, and like. He cooled down and he drove again, like on accident. But his motor finally windowed and his car caught on fire. Oh during, shit! At the clutch, the clutch kicker? Yeah, clutch kicker. Yeah, I know um, they had their event today. One. Yeah, and uh, luckily he got out safe and everything. But That's good. Yeah. Proper safety. He wasn't wearing um, a fire suit or had fire suppression, but he's doing that now. And I'm really glad that they're implementing that in most programs this year. Like. Yeah, they and need to, dude. Fire, that the the fire suppression stuff, is so like, important, dude. When I crash, I crash hard. Like I was, I'm glad I'm wearing a Hans device. I'm glad I have a good cage. Hey, did you think about that? Like when you were like first bitching about it, I'm sure like everyone else was because I know I did. No, I did when not the, think about that at all. I was like, dude, I never would. I'm never gonna hit this wall at 80 miles an hour, whatever how fast I was going. But you know? I did. Yeah, I did. Then, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Very blessed. That I have good safety equipment and. All of that this is really important, but that adds to the cost of the build. And at this point, I kind of lost track, but I kind of lost track after I hit six figures. Like I'm probably over a hundred grand into um, the total amount I've spent in the FRS, like the first one. Dude, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that far, so I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, it sucks. Dude. It adds up really quick. I think, but- I think my whole drifting career. And I've owned it since 2015, if that's fair. I think so, if, if I wanted to count, like, my time, if I let's just say I put a price on my time, like, maybe I'm over six figures, but I want to say, like... No, this is just parts, man. Yeah, and 2016 when I... New, though, oh, I'm, so. I'm always looking for the cheapest option, and that doesn't always help. So, in... 20, I am, too. I'm dude, super cheap. So, like, I'm, right, like, okay, so I haven't announced it yet. Like, well, I'm going to announce it, like, on the... Because somebody's... They're paying for this on the show. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, Aeromotive is now, like, an official sponsor of not only, like, Gerald Hernandez Racing, but of Drifting Pro-Am Podcast. Like, they are... Oh. They, they are paying for their ad space on the podcast like anybody else would. So, like... I changed, I have to change like the whole demeanor of it to like make sure it's set up correctly. But like before that, I was running the cheapest setup I could possibly find for a fuel system. Mm-hmm. Like to go from a fuel system of, you know, I think I want to say I probably have, I'm running stock lines on my fuel system. I'm running um, just a basic you know, aftermarket fuel pump, mm-hmm. which is stock probably, tank? no, not a, not a, no, no, not a stock tank. I I'm running, um, a jazz fuel cell that I got used for like a hundred bucks. Um, so that, and then like just basic, you know, and lines and stuff like that to going from, from that to the, the base. Stuff. I envy that man. I wish I kind of did that, but like, and then going me. from this to yeah. the new setup, which is like, quadruple the price mm-hmm. and a, like a, a much better product overall um like, it's it, like a radium setup no no, no i don't have i'm still using my tank um oh, it's, it's just it's just the aeromotive fuel system like the, oh, okay. their entire the 
the, the entirety of their fuel system. Like all their lines, the regulators, everything. Yes, like and then that. my and then my dumbass order got like so excited when the deal came through. Yeah. And I, like I ordered like the wrong shit. Like of course oh. I would. <laughs> of of course I would forget to tell them like, hey, I'm running E85. Make sure you send me PTFE. Oh, I see. And then I was like, I got it last night, and then it's like, I was like, hey, why are all these these hoses rubber? And I was like, oh, because I forgot to tell them, like, hey, I'm running E85. Dude, I set all mine up for E85 and never ran E85. Like, I'm why running not? a $40 China rail. Um, Dude, I, sick. Uh, and I'm, yeah. sponsored, I'm sponsored by Radium, and, like, I run their fuel cell and, like, their search tank and all that. But you're not running their fuel stuff. rail? That... Running, like where it matters, man. A fuel rail is a fuel rail. Like I, I personally think, and like stuff like that. I'm pretty cheap, and like I try to budget. So am I. It. And then to but a certain I extent, still, it's kind of like. And then I'm starting now. I'm starting to see like the point of like getting like the proper, um, the proper deals with sponsorship, where you're like, okay, I'm running Radium, but yeah, I'm running this off-brand fuel rail. Like yeah. The off-brand fuel rail works, but when you have that hood popped up, like if it's shiny, that's usually like the fuel rails are like the second thing they see as opposed to the intake. If you don't have like a large intake or something, because the intake yeah, is like a big thing 100%. to look at, and so is a turbo. But like a fuel rail, if it's like a nice fuel rail, like people are gonna look at that. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I and in a way, like I do want that. I also don't care. <laughs> like I'm trying to drive. And I'm like, also the same way. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna spend the extra money either. Yeah. If it's coming I mean, out of my pocket, but if it's yeah, like, if it's coming out of my po- like, don't get me wrong. If Radium gave me a fuel rail, then I would 100 oh, oh, percent fuel rail. But of and then like, Radium like, kind of has like this underglow, not underglow, but like this uh, this kind of uh, under the radar look, so to speak, because of the way like their flat black is. Yeah, and I like, like it looks that. great. I think it's gonna look good. I mean, yeah. you know my new color this year. I think it's gonna yeah. look uh, pretty good with the new color. And um, yeah, like I guess it's a little sneak peek, but yeah. And then like, like the radium it stuff reminds me of like, motive, Halo, so. like Master Chief, like kind of like vibes, you know? Master Chief, what? Like Halo Master Chief vibes, like the uh, color. It, are you talking about like video games? Yeah. Oh. In a way. So, so like. Everyone else who's listens to this that plays video games is gonna get this. Yeah, I know, but, but that's I okay, play but... absolutely zero. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> yeah. Master Chief can be in different colors, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what right. are you talking about? But... Um, but yeah. So <laughs> I I gotta ask you a couple questions before we end this. It's it's actually kind of gone on quite a while. I'm like not complaining yeah. at all actually. Sorry, I didn't mean to get away from. Oh no, no 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 totally cool with it. Uh, it's better than being like a show that I gotta struggle through and kind of like. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and I do that a lot sometimes. Like with you know, depending on who we got on, it just it does make it a little difficult if I don't get. And I'll talk forever if you don't stop me, man. I, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I did get, um, I only got one question from the one I asked. Did you get any from your, at all or no? Um, no. On Instagram. Really. Okay. So I only got one and it was like, what is, what is it like hitting the wall at 80 miles per hour at the last prom event? Um, definitely didn't feel good. It definitely hurt my ego a little bit, but at the same time, it kind of inspired me to just, 
uh, rebuild the car a little bit better and try to get back out there and be like, yep, that sucked, but uh, here I am at the podium next year, you know? Like, yeah. It sucks. Well, what is the ultimate I goal? Not, it's like the, the ultimate 10, comeback not kid. I recommend to anybody. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Would like, you, would I, you... I was kind of bummed out about it at first and uh, realized that everybody will crash at some point. Yes. Like, no now, would what. you say that you felt safe? Um, in the crash? Yeah, like, after everything, like, yeah, you're a little sore and stuff like that, but, like... At the time of the crash, I did not feel anything. Like, I felt safe. Like, my harnesses uh, kind of cut my neck a little bit because they're three inches on a Hans, and a Hans meant to be used with a two-inch harness. That's another thing I'm going to change this year. Shit. Um, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to get a new harness. It just kind of slips over if you have a big, bigger than a two-inch harness. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Like when you crash, you kind of move it over, and they kind of sliced my neck a little bit. But no. uh, I felt pretty safe, other than that, like that. And uh, um, as far as like returning and all that, I was really nervous, man. I was like, "Is this the end of my drifting career for like a while? Is this the end?" Like, you know, I was like kind of worried that I wouldn't be able to make a return, and. Uh, yeah, just lucky to get this chassis for somewhat cheap and, uh, kind of start, um, I don't know, rebuilding my drifting career, I guess. Same car. You're not rebuilding it. You're just gonna have to take off from where you're at. And then, are you making, like, any huge changes between the two chassis? Are you just gonna swap over as many parts as you can? I'm trying to save as much as I can, man. I'm cheap. Like, I'm the same way, dude. Like, it's not cheap doing this. you know, it's not cheap, and, like, I really want to utilize, like, because a lot of it wasn't bad. A lot of it just needed, like, refining, and, like, I painted things in a rush, and, like, dude, I painted things with, like, I never had my car fully stripped, so the only big changes are just, like, making everything I did better, and, like, maybe adding, um, what was I going to say, uh, no, I'm not really adding anything different. I'm just changing, like, I guess, literally, literally like, the only thing I'm adding is y sub rear. So, um, oh, okay, I am changing my steering rack setup. I'm using an IS300 rack this year. A lot of people ask me about that. Um, What's that about? So, y changed from using S-chassis racks on uh, FRS y because you have to weld in, like, rack uh, subframe reinforcements. Or subframe rack mounting for the hydraulic rack because electric or FRSs use uh, electric power steering from the factory. So, um, whenever we do ice fab, we have to do that conversion. Now, I'm using IS300 racks. Uh, some people might know, but 240 racks are like 500 bucks for like a reman one somewhere, you know, not even what. They're like four or five hundred bucks, yeah. Fuck all that. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I don't. Whew. Yeah. Mine brand yeah. new is like two thirty. Ship. Yeah, that's what I mean. Plus, that's like a and I, I have a spare rack, and I think the rebuild kit is like forty bucks. I'll well, just it's because it's like you're looking for a rack for a ninety-one two forty SX. You know what I mean? Or like an S fourteen rack, which is expensive. I, you're spending more on the damn rack than you did for the car. 
essentially 500 bucks dude that's but, ridiculous yeah and i've had multiple ones because every time i hit something i bend one or like something blows or you know yeah and that's a bunch of cores right so i've spent over two grand in steering racks at some point um that's where that hundred grand like number came from i'm talking at like overall like i've yeah so the new is 300 rack um i've driven is 300 when i was a lexus tech but like uh, they're 150 bucks, dude, for like a reman one, like kind of on Amazon. That's not bad. Life changing. I will have cheap spare parts, you know. Finally. Yeah, like it's not something I'm used to. Everything. Yeah, I heard that. These cars. But yeah, that's the only big change, I guess, is that steering. Maybe that will help my cutting out. I'm using a Toyota rack with a Toyota pump now. Uh. Using an MR2 electric pump. Yeah, but is your uh, MR2 electric pump the same PSI output as the pump you're about to use? I mean, the rack you're about to use? Like, is it like a similar setup? Um, I think, I think it would be pretty similar because the MR2. Uh, I mean, it's all Toyota. Like, I understand it could be different, but yeah, they had them in like. Uh, the second gen MR2s, which are around the same time as like the SCs, which use the same, like the similar rack as the IS300. I want to say so, man. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's, have, it's always it's weird because you always have people with different problems. So like, though. So, so like, like, I mean, like, I, I I'm not sure, but it's adjustable. So like, I'm pretty sure I could just adjust it to what I need to. Fingers crossed. No, but uh, you hear like about so many people who are like, so I've seen guys who are like. On a 240SX running a CTSV. Uh, For their LS cars, yeah. Power steering pump, because I think the CTSV has like the highest rating one for like the LS stuff. And then you see guys, like I ran the CTSV pump on the BMW with no issue, but I've seen guys on the. On the uh, running, no, running, running, yeah, on a BMW chassis running the CTSV pump with issue. And then I've seen guys running the F body CTSV. The F body pump with no issue on the same r- exact rack that somebody else might be running, and it, it's the F body is actually less. I think a lot of them run. It's um, so weird how it works. Run one pumps on their motors. Like a lot of my people I talk to with LSs run those and haven't really had issues. But the which pump? The turn one. Like, sorry, somebody just passed by with the VQ. Um, uh, I think they call it the turn one pump for like I, the LF motors. I haven't heard of that. I just I've actually been running on a pump, the same exact pump that has a bent pulley, and it wobbles, um, on for like four years, and I've never had a power steering issue. Oh, it's called turn one steering. I just looked. I have it to up. look that up. Uh oh, the first I searched it up, and the picture is just Odibachi's car. Of course so, it is, right? <laughs> yeah. So of course it is. I don't know. I make like GM pumps and all that but i haven't found the best steering setup there's no one to really ask like if you ask cameron moore he's the only other one to jcfrs around here dude there's another dude who has an frs on their LS. oh wait you have a 2j ignore, yeah ignore what like, i was about to say like ls frs people like are you talking about brian who's brian Vandermore, I don't know. He hasn't really been driving out yet. He's just building an LSF for us. No, Maybe there's a dude in, in the dude that does, he has something to do with the Desert Mayhem in Arizona. I don't know. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. 
Um, but I know he has kind of like a similar setup. He does have an LS. Um, like, oh, believe it or not, a lot of people with FRS chassis swapped LS or a JZ just know each other's cars just because it's a swapped FRS chassis. Like, you literally could have flipped a coin and I would have done an LS in a way. Yeah, that's there was. Like, I, I could have flipped it's... a coin and been just as happy probably with a similar built LS setup. Like, it'd probably be built in different ways. Like, I'd probably have a fucking dry sump or, like, you know, something crazy like that. But. No turbos or, you know, it's just, it's just different. Maybe one day I'll build an LS car, man. So basically, maybe one day you'll be happy. Like, honestly, <laughs> if I do, I'll probably just get a Corvette. Dude, like, you know what? Uh, I'll probably just buy a I, I, Honestly, I, I'm in the same boat. It's like, if this car like, don't work out. If I ever out, do that, I'm probably going to do that. I'm hoping some kid will just be like, I want to buy this for... A million dollars, and I'll sell it to him for less than a million, and then buy a Corvette. How, okay, that's a that's a good topic. How much would you sell your Pro Am car for? For and how much do you think you could get for it? Uh, realistically, like what I what would I ask yeah, for this car? I would ask for fifty grand, and I would take like thirty five. Dude, so and it's dumb because of it's not it's not like a proven jazz for me. Like any. <laughs> and it's not dumb. It's not dumb at all. For me, I'd ask like eighty grand and probably get like forty at the most, like at the absolute most. With, if somebody will pay for that, this like, car has more time in it than money. And I don't think I'll get forty grand for my. I car. wouldn't get thirty-five <laughs> grand for mine. So we're yeah, both in the I same boat, dude. I don't know what I'd get yeah. for it, but my powertrain, like my drivetrain, like engine to diff is probably like no no bullshit like my engine i paid 1200 bucks for for like a a bottom end um yeah yeah ship ship by the way now like just even jc long box what search to jc engine in on ebay and just like be like, holy shit! I want to hear your reaction? No, no, no like yeah. it's literally like I think it's like nine grand, like six to nine grand now. That's after. fucking stupid. It's Incredible. it's crazy because you, you okay? So you see like those prices of like the six to nine grand for like a some BS like stock engine, right? Yeah, and then and then you see guys struggling to sell like their fully like stroker kitted bottom end only with like upgraded pistons yeah, and everything just it. needs heads and everything else that goes with it yeah. um for like they struggled to sell it for like five grand dude like those are the ones I, you gotta look for is it a couple hundred is it like a thousand bucks you know like that's why i mean they used to be 25 to three grand all day then COVID happened and i swear to god all the import taxes um i think rad dan just made a video but he's like I have like a lot of these motors now, and they're all worth like <laughs> six to nine grand. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I'm glad I got. Good. I'm glad I got. I think I paid more for my ECU because I went with the Terminator X setup from Holly. I wish if I did. I went with that because it's like that. a self-learning ECU. It was the cheaper route. Yeah. Then I think I paid twelve hundred for twelve hundred shipped. Let's call it with headers. Fifteen hundred shipped. For my uh, bottom end and headers, I already had the top end stuff, and then I decided to buy an intake, which was eight hundred bucks. 
Um, yeah, I like that you're doing it the budget way. I just I've tried it the first time and I just kept breaking shit. And oh, like, don't, don't. And then fixing don't. fixing what I broke only. Like you know, like I. I just kept... I'm not necessarily doing it the budget way. I think it's just that I'm kind of like upgrading a little bit from like what I did last year. So like last year I did the budget like super minimum budget where I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do a damn thing outside of like bare minimum. But like so this like when I did like the rear mount radiator setup, I did it like in a in a pretty like terrible layout where I had like my fans blowing on my fuel cell so just getting that all hot. I didn't really isolate the hot air from the cold air for it to, um, what is it? I think it's called like the high pressure, low pressure zones. Um, I didn't really like isolate that for it to like, you know, actually move correctly. And then I had pretty crappy fans that were like 1200 CFM combined. I think like this, oh my God. yeah, what it was, it was, pretty, it was just like the, it was, like it was meant for like a, an LS swept car. But it was yeah. also meant for like a front radiator setup. It was just Summit's basic kit. And then trying to run 1200 CFM fans like in the rear where you need like Dude, the whole cool. fan. The fan is what does your whole um, your airflow back there. Like people who are like they're running like there's only like I'm a half. Like 2400 or I think like tw- no sorry 2800. I think they're 14 something a piece. No I went with like the whole 4000 kit this time. Um, yeah, okay. and then I like I isolated everything. I moved the fuel cell up in front of the radiator, so it's not blowing up a whole bunch of hot air on top of it. Dude, that's one thing I'm kind of like. I cut out a hole in my trunk as you saw in the picture. Like for that, I was getting a lot of hot air right on top of my fuel cell. Yeah, like it never got hot. I got to like 165 at the most. Like I'm saying 165 because like I, I like if I turn my fan on. And then hit the bank, it would just go lower. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was just oil pressure I had to worry about. Oil pressure would kind of drop as it would get kind of hotter. But my car would never, if I hot lapped, it would never get over 200 degrees. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because I ran mechanical water pump and an inline water pump for the rear. Um, a lot of people take out their mechanical pump completely and just run an inlet. Oh, like the Davis Craig one. Um, I have a Davis Craig. I'm just talking. I run. I run a Mazir 55 gallon, but yeah, like even you run a Davis Craig one, like or whatever, like in line, but also run a mechanical pump with it. You know, so you're still using your mechanical pump, and the rear mounted pump is just to push the radiator water to the engine. Yeah. Joe Lynn actually like was the one that recommended that on his Jay Z motor, uh, new Pro Two driver this year. But uh, no, he had a Jay Z hatch that like ran great and told me to do that. And I've never had any cooling problems since, man. Like honestly, like, I heard that. I have a lot of people who do rear mount setups just like me with their Jay Z motors, and uh, they all take their water pumps, their mechanical pumps out, and uh, yeah, their cars uh, sort of get hot. Yeah, that that it, it everyone setup is different. It's weird how like so many like one combination that like let's say it works yeah, for you won't nice. work for the next yeah, guy. It's kind of weird, um, but I think we're gonna end it here. We're like two hours in, man. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I gotta. I, I actually have a uh, a review tomorrow for work, so hopefully I get like a solid raise and I can spend oh, more money yeah, on a race car. Um, thank you for coming on. Uh, I would love to have you on again. Actually, let's do. Uh, let's set this up for prior to next season, like when this car's built. And, uh, and when you actually get some seat time, I want you to like, you know, be able to tell me the difference between the two different cars and stuff like that. Um, again, thank you for coming on. Please, if you'd like to, you are more than welcome to shout out your sponsors um, and anything yeah, like that. Like, I mean, thank you for having me on the of show. Uh, I really appreciate it. Like, I'll definitely give you an update uh, while, like, uh, after the build. Like, it's going to be way different. Uh, we're making some podiums next year. Um, shout out to Katie Racing if you're listening. Uh, probably not because it's two hours long and but whatnot. But you know, shout out to them for all their help. Uh, Link ECU, Two um, F Performance, Radium, and just all my friends that like have given me their time and honestly moral support. Just like hanging out and like working on the car because dude, I hate working on cars. I just like driving and um, yeah, anyone who's helped me, shout out to all of you guys. So really appreciate that. And again, Gerald, thanks for having me on the show. Man. Of course, man. I appreciate you coming on. Yes. I don't know if I just like rambled too. I didn't really know what to talk about. So I hey, just, it's it makes oh. it easier for me. It's like you're doing all the work and I get all the praise for being the host. So you yeah, keep on going. <laughs> keep on going. But all right, man. Thank you for coming on. You have a good night and yeah, best of luck night, with dude. the new build, dude. I appreciate you. Take care, man. All right. You too. Bye-bye.